0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Perfect Timing Podcast. I am your host, Sydney Chandler-Monet, and today I have a very special guest with me. She is a Black woman in STEM. She's 22 years old, a graduate from Worcester Polytechnic Institute in Massachusetts with a degree in electrical and computer engineering. Whoa. Uh, she has a love for comics after she was featured in a Marvel comic as Ironheart. Uh, she's the creator of her project, Bear Hug, that sends hugs around the world, and a member of the Seta Vibe Beta Sorority and the National Society of Black Engineers, aka Nesby. I want to introduce you all to the beautiful, the wonderful, Miss Noel Morgan. Welcome to the show.
1: <laughs> Hi. Hello. Thank you for How having are you doing me. this fine day? I'm doing pretty good myself. You know, I did a, a little bit of shopping today, which is always good. Retail therapy is real.
0: retail therapy is my thing. You <laughs> oh my gosh. Where's your favorite place to shop?
1: Um, I'll be honest this is really terrible but well I like to shop at like hobby stores very specific like to the oh, types okay. of things that I'm trying to make and stuff so it'll probably be like 3D printing supplies or, <laughs> or chill uh, okay so
0: yeah, yeah yeah I thought we were going like the clothing route you know I, I'm a good Zara girl I love shopping at yeah. Zara um yeah. but I guess for arts and crafts I love nice Michael's trip maybe to Joanne's yep. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, like I mentioned, you went to WPI uh, with a degree in electrical and computer engineering. I don't even know how to like define what all that entails. So why don't you like go through your journey? You know, why did you choose WPI and just how you got into engineering as a whole?
1: Yeah. Okay. So if we want to go into how I got into engineering as a whole, that is a much longer story. Um, yeah. Uh, Yeah, sure. (laughs) So I got into engineering because of a really great science teacher I had in what I want to say, I was nine or so or 10 when I had the science teacher and he invited me to join a robotics club. Um, that my school had they had a they were starting a first lego league team um Mm -hmm. and i was kind of invited to join and at the time i was like very shy and small uh so like you know it was a little nervous kind of you know getting into it but i soon very quickly uh found my stride uh when i got to program uh the robots that we were building out of these little lego kits that pressed together and then they moved Mm -hmm. with their little motors it was adorable um Mm -hmm. And so I really enjoyed the work that I did in FIRST LEGO League and then was on a mission to continue doing that throughout the rest of my entire educational Uh career, Um, including like uh, when I transferred to my middle school, I started a robotics team there um, and led that there uh, as well as, you know, continuing to be crafty and stuff. When I went to high school, I was a captain or a co-captain all four years of my high school career um, because I was kind of really that into robotics like I was the robotics kid at the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but my passion for electrical and computer engineering really kind of peaked when I was introduced to a an a development kit called the Arduino. Um, What's really excellent about the Arduino, it's a circuit board that's like the size of your palm that you can plug into with a USB and it's got software that you can write code for um, and all sorts of fun sensors that you can plug into it. Um, And what's great about the Arduino platform is that it takes electronics, which historically have been complicated and hard to get into and Mm. nobody wants to teach you. It takes all of that and makes it dead simple. Um, And that was kind of what got me into this thing. I discovered embedded electronics. I discovered, you know, microcontrollers and all of the fun things I can do with that developing products based on them. Um, And I, you know, kind of took off with engineering through there. Um, Mm -hmm. I went to WPI specifically, because in part to my fascination with robotics, especially the robotics competition that I was competing in at the time I was applying to college. Um, I was competing in the First Tech Challenge, uh, which, who has a founder that's very prolific within the community who graduated from Worcester Polytechnic Institute. Uh, and so um, I kind of happened upon that fact, I looked up the school and discovered they had a robotics degree. Mm -hmm. uh so they had kind of everything that I wanted in terms of a college uh and I applied and I got in and the rest was history (laughs) wow
0: I love that you know you it sounds like you've started into like engineering from a really young age and I really think the influence by our teachers is a really big part of that because like suppose the the teacher that really influenced you was an art major or, you know, like Mm -hmm. literature and stuff like that. So I feel like that may have soared you into like a whole different route. But I'm happy that you're in the place that you are because you seem to really, really enjoy it. Um, But apart from your teacher and the experience you've had from that and how it kind of sparked the kind of this is me, this is where I feel my most comfortable. Was there anyone else you had growing up that kind of inspired you to get into STEM, into engineering or anything like that?
1: Um, the other person that inspired me, I would have to say would be my mother. Um, even though she got her degree in literature, like she was telling me that had she known that engineering did not mean a train conductor, she would have studied <laughs> engineering as well. Um, she has a love and a passion for power tools that I definitely inherited and we enable each other, um, <laughs> wow. to the point, for example, where, um, For example, our COVID hobby was uh, purchasing machines for making crafts, and that includes a 100-watt laser cutter that we have sitting in our garage that we use to, you know, as the main workforce for our business that we recently launched, Morganics Handcrafted. Um, So we use that to decorate housewares and all sorts of other fun projects that you can do with a laser, like, it's kind of crazy the amount of things you can do with the CO2 laser. You wouldn't think, but okay. now you can draw on all your favorite products. You can draw on your clothing. You can cut fabric. You can cut wood, acrylics, you know, papers, foils. It's really great tool for making precise <laughs> cuts. Mm-hmm. I'm going on a tangent here. <laughs> oh, you're good. good going. But um, my mom and I are kind of... Uh, thickest thieves in terms of the engineering department she's a big inspiration in terms of that um and so yeah, yeah. that's awesome moms are a big thing here on my podcast but every
0: people whenever I ask the question who is your biggest inspiration almost nine times out of ten it's their mom and you know, <laughs> yeah. myself she's sitting right here lady <laughs> of my life um just all, you know having my back and things like that but you mentioned this whole organization that you all <laughs> created. Give me the backstory. I want to know, like, what that, what's that about, and what you guys are continuing to do with it.
1: Yeah. So, so this whole organization—Are you referring to Zeta Phi Beta or the robotics teams?
0: The robotics teams.
1: Okay. Yes. So, at my middle school, I'm not aware of if the teams are still around, um, and such. But at my middle school, um, I started a team because there just wasn't one there already. Um, Mm -hmm. There are there already exists a handful of robotics tournaments available for students to compete in. Uh, One, they're usually sponsored by robotics kits, you know, manufacturers that sell robotic systems for people to play around with. Uh, Mm -hmm. One such system is VEX Robotics um they usually they're characterized by like green parts and like aluminum bracings and stuff um and they have a robotics competition which we traveled from massachusetts to i want to say new york either new york or new jersey or something like that to compete in this competition um and it wound up being uh me and two other young ladies uh on the team uh and they were some of my closest friends at the time uh and we built our cute little robot and we didn't win because most of the students there had their parents build their robots. But that's okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, well.
0: unfair, but okay.
1: <laughs> but you know, sometimes that's that's life, you know. You know what,
0: it is. But you know what, I think it's amazing that you were able to you know, prove yourself as a, like a true robotics girl, and you know, just be able to build and craft your own type of technology. And you know, I get to pat myself on the back because I'm currently taking a programming class. Uh, <laughs> Juggle gets on my nerves. I'm gonna yep. say that right now. Yeah. Uh, so if there are any tips? Let a girl <laughs> know because I do, I do well the tests and stuff, but uh some of the concepts are a little bit difficult to me. But like more into that, um, you know, you are a black girl. I'm so happy that you're able to be on my podcast and talk about your experience. I think that you're an amazing representation. But you are a part of NsB, aka the National Society of Black Engineers. You are the finance chair, the interim vice president, parliamentarian, and senator. Get it. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. So tell me about this
1: organization and why the message is important to you. So the National Society of Black, the mission statement for the National Society of the Black Engineers. I'll get this right. (laughs) The mission statement for the National Society of Black Engineers is to increase the number of culturally responsible black engineers who excel academically, succeed professionally and positively impact the community. Yes, it is something you do have to memorize Um, (laughs) and therefore it is engraved in my heart. Um, But uh, it is a honestly a wonderful organization that uh, I was really lucky to be able to participate in in my college and would recommend that any other student, especially black students who are looking to get into engineering um, to look into a local NSBE chapter if at all possible. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's effectively a network of Black engineers um, who are working on increasing the number of engineers that graduate. Uh, At its founding, there was only 6% uh, of Black engineers would actually finish graduating. It was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanna say it was either that or only 6% of engineers that graduated were Black, something along Mm -hmm. that lines. Either way, there was clearly not enough of us passing through the graduation system. And so NSBE was created to facilitate that. So there are programs to assist with inspiring engineering and in young kids. There are right. programs to assist with high schoolers, getting them exposed to engineering and making connections and, you know, going to visit schools and stuff Their College is where I was the most active. Um, I was in my local chapter uh, where we <clears throat> did a lot of outreach within the Worcester community uh, right. to make sure that uh you know we ourselves are graduating since we in the trenches of getting all of us through to graduation um and the significance of it you know was made apparent to the students you know especially during the pandemic uh where we were told that for a lot of students we were the only reason why they stayed at WPI um because of the support that we were given giving mm-hmm. um, that wasn't necessarily seen from a lot of other places, especially to usually traditionally disadvantaged youths. Um, whoa, dropped something. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, we were a support system for people where there wasn't as much support as there should have been. Um, and that was tremendously impactful to me uh, mm-hmm. because I want to effectively support other people like my teacher did to me many many moons ago um so they also include a lot of job opportunities at their conferences you know employers will come to career fairs to offer jobs talk to students you can get a job interview on the spot and get hired the next day Mm -hmm. it's a real pathway opener for a lot of people that i cannot recommend highly enough that you participate in at whatever level, either professional for, if you're already out of college and graduated, but still want to make some black engineer friends, NSBE is a great organization to do that and get some community outreach done in the same way. Um, It's a, it's a really great organization uh, for engineers as a support group and just as a way to network amongst
0: each other, I think. Absolutely. And the way you're raving about it, even though I'm not really into engineering, <laughs> you make me want to become an engineer just to be a part of this program. And, you know, <laughs> I've hearing you about, you know, the support system that you've been given and that you are continuing to give to, you know, incoming graduates. Uh, but I want to I know and kind of get into before we get into our break here, just Why do you think people, you know, they get into engineering, you know, they're starting college and stuff like that. But why do you think the statistic is so low, that 6% of especially black graduates in engineering? Why do you think that is? Why do you think that some of us get so turned off from engineering and end up going another route?
1: So, well, the statistic is currently outdated. Um, That one was from, I want to say, like 1960 something. Oh, Um, whoa you know, since increased much more, but it's still disproportionate. And Mm -hmm. the difference is because STEM is hard, engineering is hard, Mm -hmm. it's already hard enough uh, if you do happen to um, be privileged enough to have all of these resources available to you at the jump. Um, But like a lot of it depends on prior knowledge that some people may or may not get depending on their background, or Mm -hmm. if they were just never taught properly, because somebody didn't pay attention to them well enough, you know that's not the student's fault, but it happens to people all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's a big reason why you know people wind up you know pivoting to a different major where perhaps it's a little bit easier to continue on, or perhaps they just say maybe this isn't for me and you know leave college altogether. Wow, that was right. <laughs> <laughs> um, But there needs to be a tremendous amount of support for these individuals who are in a very stressful situation, which is mm-hmm. STEM education. Um, and that's what Nesby tries to provide um, and to increase even more so for all sorts of people. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, you know, uh, me, I'm, the more I like open up to it and accept it, the more I realize how much I actually really love math. Like hit me with algebra and I'm your girl. I'm doing trig right now. I love it. It's my favorite thing. But you know, like you were saying, STEM is a very difficult pathway to get into, which I think is why they're starting to get kids into it at a younger age, because they're more open and they're not like, oh my God, what are all these equations? Oh my gosh, what is an engineer Exactly.
1: They're not already scared about math. Exactly.
0: But thank you so much, Noelle, for joining me this far in the podcast. I'm so excited that you went on the pathway that you are in, and you're just representing such an amazing part of STEM, especially as a young Black woman. But we will be right back after this break. Hey, this is Sydney charlin and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that'll be broadcast on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that'll talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table, where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Sydney Collins of Perfect Timing.
2: Are you ready to join the billion-dollar podcasting industry? If so, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is ready for you. Whether you're just starting out and have no equipment or you are seasoned pro but need help with production, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio has everything you need. So stop making excuses and start making your podcast, audiobook, e-course, and other online dreams come true. Call Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio now, 302-261-3530. That's 302-261-3530.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Again, I'm here with this Noelle Morgan, a beautiful young lady in STEM. And we're getting straight back into it. So, uh, you have your own project that you're starting up called Bear Hug. Uh, we were talking about it last night, you guys, and I was just so enlightened by what was <laughs> about it, what it was about. Excuse me, and just everything
1: that it entailed. So, go ahead, tell your story on how you wanted to create that. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll I'll give you the pitch. Um, I started this project because I wanted a way to communicate my affection across a distance. Um, Which is a sentiment that a lot of people, especially over the last couple of years, I'm sure would definitely understand. Um, With varying circumstances, in particular, I wanted to make my boyfriend a gift. Um, Because we live like an hour apart from each other, I wanted to send him something that would, you know, react when I hugged it. Mm -hmm. And thus the invention of the bear hug project. Um, I developed a way to send a hug digitally to anyone around the world, um, you know, via the internet uh, Mm -hmm. in a way that's really cute, I think, um, and applicable to a lot of emotional communication that isn't necessarily being met with a lot of devices on the market out there right now. It takes the form of two plushies in the shape of a bear um, that have a proprietary sensor in them that can sense when you're hugging it. Um, And thus on the other end, it's twin bear that is given to a loved one or something like that, or given to a loved one, like a child, you know, a parent, you know, a grandparent or something like that. Um, And it lights up pretty colors or grows warm or, you know, reacts in some way to the fact that it's other you know, brother bear had (laughs) gotten hugged. And so this is a project I've been working on since I wanna say my junior year of high school and I am, you know, finally able to develop it further. Um, It's still very much in the works. Um, I am in the process of rewriting a lot of the code, uh, but the pathway for it is clear and thus I am preparing to like truly bring this device to market which I'm excited to do. No, yeah, I will
0: literally be your first customer. Like that is like (laughs) the biggest idea ever. And like you said, it's just like having this kind of, you know, especially in the world we live in right now with like the multiple pandemics we have going on, you know, just like, and just the distance we have from each other. I really feel like this would be a physical kind of compatible thing that will help people reconnect with one another, even though we're really far apart. And, you know, Mm. I really love the idea just like, I want to hug a bear know right? that I'm hugging them, you know? Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you um, on the, you know, connection aspect. One thing that I would like, you know, my devices, uh, the electronics that I develop, you know, over time in the future to do would be to effectively use the internet to help us connect better in real life. You know, much of as you mentioned, much of today's technologies suck you into this imaginary internet world that, yeah, it's fun and lots of pretty colors and immediate, you know, satisfaction, but mm-hmm. it's very increasingly wreaking havoc on the day-to-day life that you are physically living. Um, and I want to facilitate kind of reversing that. I think that it's important that we stay in touch with ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: I think that's beautiful. And like you said, I really think it combats, you know, maybe other leading products that are already out there on the market. Like, I think I saw one time there's like a bracelet thing that you can pop mm. or draw on or something like that. And there's like other technology. But I really yeah. think there is a game changer. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> one of the special features is that it is going it will be designed to be almost entirely soft. Um so the only hard pieces in that project should be the um, battery and potentially a small support circuit board, but everything else is the entire soft, including the sensor. So I that, that yeah. I think, you know, helps sell it even more as opposed to like a touchscreen bracelet, you know? No, yeah, for sure. So, I'm telling you, it would take off. It
0: would. Appreciate <laughs> <laughs> support. Of, of course, girl. I'm your one, number one. Number one's
1: supporter. Oh. <laughs> I I have a, um, a link to an email, a mailing list for people who would like to get updates um, in my Instagram, on the link tree in my Instagram. Um, you know, I will send out, it won't be spam, but I'll send out updates on, hey, what do you like about this design? You know, there might be surveys, you know, there might be like, hey, I we're moving on to production or we're starting to sell. Would you like, Glenn? here's a coupon code or something like that. So if you would like to, you know, keep in touch, please sign up. Uh, so I can keep you posted. Absolutely, and of
0: course, at the end of my podcast, I always let my guests, let my listeners know how they can reach and follow them. So uh-huh. I get there, you can put all that information then. <laughs> but I want to get into now the sorority that you are part of called Zeta Phi Beta. I want to know, like, because I, myself, I'm not super into the Greek life like that. I'm still trying to figure Mm -hmm. it out. You know, I have friends who have parents that were big into like, you know, the AKs or Deltas and stuff like that. So I'm being pulled every which way. Uh, But I (laughs) want to know, like, why did you choose a sorority that you're a part of? And you're still a part of it today, obviously. What does that sisterhood mean to you? And why did you choose Zeta Phi Beta?
1: Yeah. Okay, so Zeta Phi Beta, um, the five main tenets of Zeta Phi Beta are scholarship, service, sisterhood, and finer womanhood. Um, and personally, those are tenets that I really believe in, um, in the way that you both carry yourselves and interact with each other, you know, treating each other with a, a elevated sense of of sisterhood, I think is important, you know, keeping your, you know, mind active and being scholarly, helping other people. Um, These are all things that I personally believe in. But another large factor that uh, invited me to join Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated is the fact that my mother is also in Zeta Phi Beta Sorority. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) And my dad is also a a member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, who is the brother organization to Zeta. I'm a double legacy. There was no other way that this was going to go down.
0: (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) Uh,
1: But to give you um, some, uh, I guess uh, shed some light on it as opposed on on this organization, as opposed to like what you might know about generic Greek life, um, I would encourage you to actually look into it, especially by the time that you're eligible, which usually is like sophomore year of college, I want to say. There's a big difference, I believe, between NPHC organizations, uh, which is the National Panhellenic Council, uh, a group of nine historically Black Greek-lettered organizations, which Zeta is a part of. Mm -hmm. Um, They put a very big focus on community service and helping the community which you came from, uh, especially other black and brown communities um, as part of the organization and what they do. Um, And you might not necessarily see that or witness that from other orgs, but you absolutely will see the sisterhood, the excitement around the organization and the good that each of these orgs do uh, among D9 orgs. So I, Definitely recommend, you know, if you ever happen to attend Worcester Polytechnic Institute and are interested in joining Zeta, the sci fi chapter, which I did charter, is there with open arms. <laughs> okay. <So. sure>. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ever want to decide, you know, I just want to be a woman in STEM, just like Noelle, abandon everything else. <laughs> you
0: know, I've really been drawn into it. I'm like, God. Come on, Teddy, Come on over to the STEM side. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I might there are be lots of
1: opportunities there. to mix STEM with communication. So, like, don't be shy.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. Like, see, this is why I have my podcast so I can connect with STEM and all other parts. So I'm using my mm-hmm. balance in communication to talk about things like STEM. You know, so it's both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I want to get into now uh, how you were recognized by Miss Shawn Yancey. And you were featured in a Marvel comic. Hello. I know my Marvel fans right now are absolutely screaming. Like, I'm (laughs) sure they are. Um, But how did you learn about Ironheart? Like, who she is, her backstory, and how did the exposure open up a platform for you?
1: Yeah. So I grew, my parents are big comic book nerds, uh, especially my dad. And thus, I also am. Uh, a very big comic book nerd, Um, and Ironheart, or Riru Williams, was announced in 2015 or so with a very nice picture that did get a little bit of controversy, but um, she was introduced as a 15-year-old Black girl who was studying at MIT and, you know, invented her own Iron Man armor, Mm -hmm. which was particularly inspiring to me because I also was 15 at the time, I was still black, um, of course. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, and was already like, as I had mentioned earlier, tremendously into robotics. You know, I had been doing robotics for much of my life, and was getting into like sewing and cosplay um, and things like that at that time. So um, I really related to this character because I thought, wow, if this isn't just my biography. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in right. a comic book um so i uh decided for funsies to dress up to make a cosplay of uh one of the photos and um took a picture and posted it on social media my dad's accounts um where the author of the the author of and creator of mary williams uh noticed and he retweeted it and he retweeted it again and it got a lot of traction uh, and likes, and support from a lot of people on Twitter, uh, I was really, it warmed my heart a lot because I totally did not expect that at all, um, but to see people, like, you know, excited about the idea of, like, my cosplay, even, let alone in the other parts about Riri that I related to, that was really encouraging, um, and eventually the Marvel writing staff, like, saw or Brian said, hey, you know, hey, let's put this girl in a comic book and uh, the rest was sort of history. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that is a beautiful
0: story. And, you know, like, I hope my friend Temple Lester, she's from Atlanta, Georgia, and mm-hmm. she has her own kind of organization through STEM and such, like, and stuff like that. And I really hope, you know, she's getting something out of this story. And, you know, mm-hmm. I have also have a friend named Chrissy hey, girl, you better be listening. She's also <laughs> into engineering. So I really hope that she's taking they're taking stuff out of your story. And, you know, I don't think there's anything cooler than seeing especially a Black woman as a superhero. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're already, like, in awe of, like, the Marvel superheroes or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but for them to be Black?
1: Right. That always...
0: Double decker. <laughs>
1: engaging with Marvel calling so, like, I totally get it. Uh, I'm also tremendously excited for Monica Rambeau, aka Photon, who we met in Captain Marvel as the little girl. Um, she will grow up to be a superhero and already has gotten her power. Oh, this is a spoiler. But <laughs> if you have watched uh, WandaVision, you will have met her again.
0: Listen, listen, I didn't, I didn't finish it. And- okay, keep watching. Okay, don't be mad. Don't be mad. Because I, t- I tell <laughs> people all the time they're like, Cindy, how on earth did you not finish one division? Because it's been like what? A year and a half, two years since it's been out. My dad, my dad. Minute,
1: I get it. I suck at watching TV
0: myself. <laughs> so but yeah. I will like, be in theaters for Black Panther too, for sure. What is it called? Bugana yeah. Forever. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, no, she's in there, and I'm so excited for when they bring Riri into Black Panther Two, as well as for Shuri and Okoye mm-hmm. and yes. all of this woman centric black film. Mm-hmm. Like the Woman King was enough to make me. The excited. Woman
0: King was so good. I saw it over the oh,
1: weekend. It, that that, <laughs> well, <it> had Viola Davis <laughs> was starring. I was already knew it was going to be great. Exactly. It's totally a Black woman's power fantasy, but it was it was so fun to watch. I mean, it mm-hmm. was just great. I can't, I don't think that I I know of another live action movie that I like more.
0: Because like, I'm not into like violence and action and stuff like that, but that's yeah. a movie for me. That was a movie for me. Yep. <laughs> um, but before I let you go, and I also like to play a fun game called uh, Robert fire questions. But before we get into that, I want mm-hmm. to ask, you're on an international podcast right now. And to all the little young Black girls listening who are trying to get into the STEM or trying to find themselves in this world, do you have any advice for them or anything that you would like to leave on this podcast?
1: My advice would be to stay curious and trust yourself. Um, One of the reasons why I have all of these, like, interests and um, sort of experiences is because I... Really honestly, never stop learning. Um, I make it a point to learn new skills in my downtime, like kind of mostly for funsies, because you'll find places to apply them, especially in unexpected areas. Um, So don't stop learning, stay curious and trust yourself, even and especially when other people are telling you no. You know, Mm -hmm. within reason, of course, if somebody is trying to stop you from, you know, arson maybe listen maybe but like, yeah <laughs> but other things you know you are more powerful than you're aware of so go for the thing that's stopping you or the thing that's you know still bugging you from all those years ago that you want to do go for it take it step by step but trust yourself and don't let anybody take that from you absolutely
0: i love that i re- i definitely wish i would have heard that when i was younger but you know mm-hmm. Continuing to trust myself and continuing to be a sponge for everything that's around me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my fun game. Oh, Robert, your questions. Are you ready?
1: Yes, I'm ready.
0: Okay, what
1: is your favorite ice cream flavor? My favorite ice cream flavor? Oh gosh, I just had I just finished this Ben and Jerry's ice cream the other day that was called <laughs> like half baked or something. It was peanut butter with brownie uh, fudge ice cream. It was really good.
0: Ew i
1: love that <laughs> if you were to have any super
0: any superpower excuse me mm. apart from ironheart what <laughs> you have and why
1: i would be telekinetic i know this i thought of this answer <laughs> i <Really>? like raven <laughs> from the teen titans who is telekinetic i
0: love her i think yeah. everyone wanted to be here at some point <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> okay let's see let's see uh the book or the movie
1: the Book, the book, the book. I was a big yeah. reader and I still am. Books, mm-hmm. but the movies are also good. They're you know, pretty good, yeah. <laughs> we,
0: yeah. Just, we just raised <laughs> with the woman, so movies are pretty good. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, okay, one more, one more. What is something that you cannot live without?
1: Gosh, um, <laughs> internet, uh, a pen and a pencil.
0: <laughs> um,
1: okay, thing that has followed me throughout all my life has been drawing and like taking notes or something like that. So having an outlet for my thoughts is important to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I've always been told that I'm an amazing note taker. Sometimes mm-hmm. I spend a little more time making them pretty than actually listening, but yep. we're working on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I totally fell into that bug in high school. Like I got on Tumblr and was following all of these people with these gorgeous freaking notes, and I would sit there with my highlighters. That's and my all, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so so much noelle
0: morgan for joining me your story is such an inspiration and i'm so glad i was able to have you on but before i let you go why don't you share with my listeners how they can reach and follow you
1: yeah so if you want to reach out to me you can find my instagram or my tiktok at wyd.noelle so effectively if you want to know what i'm doing (laughs) ask (laughs) on the instagram Uh, (laughs) but on the Instagram on Instagram but uh you know or also like reach me by email but probably social is the easiest thing to do if you want to support the bear hug project or follow you can check out the link in the description of my Instagram page um and just keep an eye out for any cool updates and projects that I'm up to you know I'll try to be posting (laughs) <laughs> amazing thank you so much again noelle for
0: joining me this was an amazing conversation and thank you to my listeners for listening and this is perfect timing hey
1: jay stay warm.